Sitting atop a 7,000-foot-high mountain, King Antiochus's funerary mound is a breathtaking sight. Left undisturbed and unrecorded for more than 2,000 years, Mount Nemrud was discovered in 1881 by Karl Sester, a German engineer, during a survey expedition in eastern Anatolia. Intrigued by Sester's report, the German Archaeological Institute sent Otto Puchstein to explore the site more fully the following year. A few months later, in the spring of 1883, Osman Hamdi Bey, head of Istanbul's Imperial Museum for little more than a year, decided to organize an expedition to Mount Nemrud to outflank the Germans and claim the site in the name of the museum. Together with his friend and collaborator Yervant Oskan Efendi, Hamdi Bey left Istanbul on April 19, 1883. After a week visiting the archaeological sites of Grinyam and Mirina, near Izmir, the two men boarded the French steamer Erimante, headed towards the Syrian coast. On May 1, 1883, they disembarked at Alexandretta, a port located at the crossroads of Anatolia and Syria. The diary they kept and the photographs they took provide a vivid account of the 300-mile journey by foot and horseback that would lead them to Mount Nemrud. After two weeks, they crossed the bridge built by Septimius Severus and reached the village of Kyarta at the foot of the mountain. Kyarta they wrote, is a wretched little village of 40 huts located in a gorge at the base of a huge rock on which stand the ruins of a castle. The two men visited the tumulus of Karakush, which they described in detail. This tumulus measures 28 meters from the base of the columns and is half artificial and half natural. Two columns are still standing, with two drums of the third and fragments of an animal. The left column is topped by a bull whose head is missing. The south side column is crowned by an eagle with a broken beak. The northeastern one bears a rectangular slab with a badly deteriorated relief of two life-size figures. Some of their photographs and comments betray a condescending and quasi-colonial attitude towards the local population. We also provide a photograph of a group of nomadic Kurds whose tents were pitched next to the tumulus and who had come out of curiosity. These people have a very mild character, friendly and obedient. They began the climb three days later on May 18th, made their way to the mountaintop, and pitched their tents a short distance from the summit. The following day, they began clearing the snow that covered the site. The southwest side of the tumulus, they wrote, is hidden beneath a thick layer of snow, so we cannot provide an accurate description. To give an idea of the work we had to do, I can only say that in order to shovel the snow, we employed 18 workers on Saturday, 13 on Sunday, 33 on Monday, and 34 on Tuesday. On the northeastern side, where there was no snow, we worked all day. There we found a series of five statues on their pedestals. 
Fragments of eagles and lions were scattered on both sides of the lion statues. Though the monumental heads of gods and heroes were appealing subjects in their own right, local inhabitants were often included in the photographs to provide a sense of scale as well as the illusion of a timeless connection to the past. The explorers themselves could adopt more relaxed poses of scholarly interest, mystic contemplation, and casual conquest. The two men and their team worked on the site for an entire week, unearthing a series of relief-bearing slabs. First, we had a great trench dug in the snow, then among the broken stones, which revealed five plaques with two lions and two eagles at each end. We exposed a relief of two standing characters holding hands. The one on the right is King Antiochus wearing a tiara and holding a scepter facing Apollo or Helios. We discovered a perfectly preserved lion, its body sideways and its head facing towards us, with a large moon on its chest. The body and the background are decorated with suns with eight rays. The explorers had failed to recognize what was in fact the representation of a horoscope. Another relief, representing the dexiosis or handshake between Antiochus and Heracles, was easier to decipher. Osman Hamdi and Yervant Osgan photographed each other, taking a cast for the Imperial Museum. Having completed their work, the two men set out on their return journey on May 28th. Before leaving the site, they took a last series of photographs of the impressive panorama from the peak of Mount Nemrud. Once they had reached the plain, they headed south, crossing the Euphrates near Samsat, arriving at Urfa on June 3rd. Turning west, they passed through Birejik before reaching the city of Aleppo.